Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And welcome to episode 139 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Ryan. And I'm Matthew. We always encourage and welcome audience participation. One way to do that is to follow us on Instagram at HOV Podcast. You can also send us an email to our email address, HOVpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail at the following phone number, 231-846-8420. And you can find me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles. And you can also post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And we're and we're coming Still coming at you from May- Mayhem Studios. Um, <laughs> we need to update our studio list, I think. <laughs> but it's it's been a bit it, it's been a bit wonky because of the Fourth Fourth of July holiday and dirt. There we go. Okay. Hey, there we are. <laughs> and um, hey, wait a minute. Where's one of us? T- yeah. One of us is missing today. Yeah, Scar- Scarlet is out on assignment. So. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, we'll 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 leave that uh, sto- story for her when she uh, re- returns back back to uh, back to our studio here, and uh, so so yeah, it's it's just the boys this time. The boys are back in studio. <laughs> that, that's not, that's not how it goes, right? The boys are back in studio. The boys <laughs> are back in studio. <laughs> So we like to start every episode with our uh, moments of squee. So uh, what what do you have, uh, Matthew? Oh, my gosh. I think the moment of squee that I have right now is that after over three weeks, I can actually take a shower in my own home again. (laughs) Uh, Real, real brief. uh, There were there were some uh, maintenance issues in my home uh, uh, towards the end of June, and they were prolonged issues. So unfortunately, it meant that I was unable to really use uh, my bathroom shower uh, to uh, you know get you know cleaned up and you know be present- presentable during any you know anything involving going outside. Mm-hmm. So it took a little bit of time, and it was a a very frustrating uh, ordeal because uh, the timeline was rather open ended, even though there were dates that were given to me that yes, we'll have the project done by this date. And by this date, by this date, and then nothing until hmm. finally everything was able to uh, wrap itself up here in the last couple of days. And having running water is uh, is actually a blessing that we yeah. in uh, first world countries and urban centers definitely take for granted. So um, I'm very grateful to have running uh, a running shower again because I like showers and I like feeling clean. 
Yeah, that's that's actually uh, something I let you know. Uh, well, well, you you know that over the years uh, I've gone to gone, gone to fe- festivals out in the middle middle of nowhere for like four or five days, right? And of course, you know, you're out in, in you know it's during the summer, you're out in the sun, and there's no there's no running water, and I there's it, the so getting uh, you know getting a shower set set up in that. Um, in in that setting, it, I I would say is more satisfying in a way mm-hmm. because it's not it's not just oh I just turn this thing on and water comes and warm water comes out it, you know you, there's some there's some setup setup involved and 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 you know to to be able to uh, to you know to make make sure you get water warm enough to where you're not just <laughs> clean clean <laughs> right and, and, sh- and shivering so um so so yeah it, it's def and then you know i i think okay there at at least 75 percent of the people in the world have to do have have to do this in order to in order to clean themselves yeah so uh having not just running water clean running water but Heated, yeah. clean running water is—it really is a blessing that we we definitely take for granted. And I and in my uh, the, the, I've uh, taken a couple tr- trips over overseas where I'm either studying or or working overseas. And you know, in in that time, you know, you come you come across other 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 world world travelers, and I've heard num- a number of stories where you know they were sta- staying somewhere. I mean, it was it was a build it was a building, but um, but it didn't have have running running water, or no, it did it didn't have uh, heated water. So you and and they just had a bathtub. So you literally had to fill fill up a pot pot with water, boil 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 it to to where you know it's at you know again a nice at least at least lukewarm, and they you know same kind of thing is that the, those having having to shower in that way is such uh, just uh, um more uh more. More, more sat, more satisfying because you have to work towards it, mm. and and that, and you know, it, it's it's more, it's more of an, it's more of an event rather than oh, I got a chore. It. Yeah, okay, here we go. You know, word. Yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that's <laughs> so uh, the. Hours fixed. So yes, hooray! So, so, <laughs> so now, um, as far as far as uh, mine, um, on uh, Tuesday the the sixteenth, it was the fiftieth anniversary of when of when we uh, la- uh, launched Apollo eleven to uh, to la- to land on the moon, and the I kind of the the kind of the big uh, one of the squeeze for me was I mean if we think. Th- um, we think think back to uh to night night. Well, not neither of us were alive in 1969. But in 1969, the state the state of computing back then. This is this is before Commodore 64. This is way way before and any of that was even conceived. So in back then, like you needed a a room of at least this size for one computer. Right, we're talking ENIAC size. Uh, yeah, era here, 
And you, you, in order to program, you use like punch cards, and there couldn't be any hating chads. <laughs> right. If, and if somebody played a practical joke on you and put a, a different hole somewhere, you were screwed. Oh, yeah. You were totally screwed. <laughs> Because and I mean you had like piles of the of the of these things and it took and it 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 took uh, like um, it actually took three three people, one person to actually design design the program, one person to punch it, and one person to feed it. Jeez. And a, a, and the the capsule that the three that the three three men that uh, that that launched on in Apollo eleven was I'd, I'd say like probably about half the size of this room. I mean it it was it was a it, it was a pretty snug fit. Yeah. I mean they they were they weren't you know sending escalades up. <laughs> right, and that's not you know that's not even taking into consideration the stuff that was in the capsule all of all the, com- the components the hardware the circuitry the insulation mm-hmm. the uh, the harnesses any of that stuff and the I, I don't have i don't have it's in the other room but we uh, have a ti84 graph graphing calculator that is more powerful than the computer that they that they that that was used in in uh, apollo 11 and the fact, I mean, again, there were, I mean, there were no like keyboards or there, there was, there were, there was no VS code, <laughs> you know, there was, there wasn't any, any of this. And some, somehow they, um, I mean, they, they, I mean, we're not, uh, I mean, at that time, we're not too, uh, too far removed where a software bug was literally a moth. In inside inside the mechanics of, of the unit, right? And the fact that they found a way to utilize this te- this this te- technology to get us to the moon and back. I mean, I'm I'm just it's it, it's it, it's incredibly amazing. It really is the uh, one of the moments where human ingenuity and creativity far surpass the limitations of what can be in terms of black and white because when you think of just that one instance this instance this is this is a a massive moment mm-hmm. in humankind massive we are uh we're, we we're kind of on the doorstep of that next stage of when we eventually get to mars and mm-hmm. that seem that sounds all very palatable and all very possible now with how far our technology has advanced and evolved in that time but none of this happens Mm -hmm. without that moment without those brains without those people without that willingness that motivation to get together for this common goal to make this real and it was so like nothing that the world has ever seen. And here, here's another interesting uh, wrinkle to to the to the story is that you know a lot you know a lot of people say that you know we won we won the space space race because we you know our our flags planted planted on the moon, where a lot of peop, people you know the, well people forget that uh, you know. T- in in some ways we didn't win the space race because we didn't we didn't launch the the first satellite Russia did, 
We didn't launch the first person into space. Russia did. We didn't uh, have the first Af- African American in space. Russia was, and the and none of none of and in the late 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 fifties into the sixties, we were you know right smack in the middle of this Cold War with Russia. If Russia was was wasn't you know wasn't doing all of the all of these uh, tests with their own space program, there's no way we go to the moon. But because, you know, it's like, oh, we're, you know, it's like, yeah, we're in this nuclear state, nuclear, not Thank nuclear. Thank you. <laughs> that was Homer Simpson for a second. Nuclear. There. It's pronounced nuclear. nuclear. <laughs> but yeah, we're in this nuclear stand, uh, standoff with Russia and with, it's it's a cat's game. Mm-hmm. And we were, and so we find, you know, they launched Sputnik and then they, they you know, they're doing these, these tests and like, okay. We got to get ahead of Russia. All right, we they're they're uh, they're getting ahead in the space race. Let's get in that. All right, we're gonna send a man to the moon by the you know, and so that that's kind of an in, interesting uh, uh, socio political uh, kind of twi- twist to the whole thing because there was no, I mean, sci- scientifically speaking, there was no like push for uh, for us to go go to the moon. Um, even though by, by going to the moon, that in itself ignited a shit ton of, of technological advances because we were facing all of these very unique, very, very, uh, very, very difficult and engineering, uh, challenges and, you know, in, and, by by uh, do, doing all of that, we found we found ways to sol- solve other other problems here on Earth. So anyway, <laughs> and there were so many things that came of that: an investment in mathematics, in science, in education. A lot of people saw what these these pioneers did, and they wanted to follow in those footsteps, and they did that. And it became a very big deal when Sally Ride became the first woman in space. That mm-hmm. was a big, big deal. And when Chris McAuliffe became the first school teacher. But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. with things that, like that's, that that's happen, a, that's a tough pill to swallow. There is an element of risk and danger. So we can laud the first mission as heroic and that's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. but there's always there was always an element of danger involved this look at apollo 13 yeah that was huge that was a that was a scary scary moment it all worked out challenger unfortunately did not and and there's not yeah there there have been a couple couple other uh accidents with the with the various space space shuttles and 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 with with every every one of those accidents they they went back and it it iterated on their processes again it's like okay where where do we fuck where do we fuck up this time it's like okay we can't we can't launch if it's cold colder than how however many degrees and you know it's like we if it's you know we like it it doesn't like a big one with the challenger to speak speak on that uh the 
big issue there is that there was going to be a televised event of her flaunt, you know, or orbiting around and doing and doing a uh, doing a lesson for for her kids. So they had they they had time pressures to make sure that she was in orbit in in time, and then and that caused them to you know la- launch too too early. And at that point, it was like we don't know, we don't care. <laughs> if, I mean, they had they had warning signs, and they and they pushed on anyway be, because because of the you know the the airing. And at that point, they're like, you know, nobody's li- lives lives are worth are worth that. If we have to wait, we're waiting. Right. And again, all of this builds from this moment mm-hmm. fifty years ago. On top of that, there is so much fascination with humanity and space and the moon it's it's essentially inseparable from our ways that we practice our ways that we uh, write poetry the way that we write literature the way we write music uh how uh really how the tides the oceans work mm-hmm. uh stick tap to all the astrologers out there yeah <laughs> we we know what you do but <laughs> With and there's so many examples we could go on about how the moon and space are interwoven in uh, cultural fabric and not just American cultural fabric. Look at Doctor Who, look mm-hmm. at Star Trek, Star Wars, Firefly, Battle Star Galactica. I said it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Stargate, all of all of these things, and then you talk and then you look at advances in when in just actual legitimate science with the launch of the Hubble telescope back in in the late late 1980s Mm -hmm. and how big of a deal that was the, the, the the Mars probes, the discovery of running water on Mars, all, all this stuff, it's all continues to build and build and build because this happened. Well, um, to I mean, kind of go back with the tides and the moon. In the moon's early history, after after it was formed, it was a lot closer to Earth than it was now. So it had more effect on the on the water on on Earth than than say today. Although I mean, it it's it's to even even today, it's still some you know still pretty noticeable. Mm-hmm. But it it was because of that the the water on the planet didn't like stay in one place it sloshed around so um that that allowed and like my actually you know microbial uh things to act to actually you know populate all, all across the earth's surface so yeah it's very much tied to life here on earth period and going back uh and then going back to like early early humans when you know there was no new york city there was no there was no gps there was you know that the stars were how you know if we had to learn how to read the patterns of the stars in order to survive because <laughs> that's uh that that told us you know that i mean because of the earth's tilt that told us what see you know do we uh you know, do uh, do, do we pack, pack up and go go some go somewhere else, or do we you know just uh, do we stay stay here and and you know keep watching the herds? And so you know, have having an eye eye to the eye to the sky kept you know kept kept us alive in those days. Absolutely, absolutely. 
so it's we are so linked to moon and to to you know there's only a, a handful of people who've been there mm -hmm. and no pun intended but that really is an out of this world experience oh yeah and to even be there and what kind of words do you have to to say that you were able to be one of the few people ever in the history of humanity to step foot on a a body of planetary substance that wasn't your native home mm -hmm. and that belongs to a very very privileged yeah. few and gosh how how great how historic pick a word pick mm -hmm. any of the words except you conspiracy theorists because <laughs> we were fucking there yeah i know, I know you're watching <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just an, a, a, a remarkable accomplishment, and when we do get to Mars, it, there's still going to be that accomplishment, mm -hmm. but it's going to, it really just will not compare to that first moment 50 years ago. It just won't. Just just like nothing compares to your first kiss, you know, same 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 kind same kind of thing. Absolutely. And um, I've I've uh, I actually um, not I I watched a. Uh, I, I, oh, <laughs> I was watching the uh, C CBS uh, was uh, replaying the original uh, bro broadcast, and uh, I, I would one, one, one of the commercials just made me think. Really, what the fuck? It was a cereal by Kellogg's called Product Nineteen. Okay, <laughs> and my thought is okay. So nobody thought, uh, maybe we should iterate on this. <laughs> just all right. This is just the nineteenth one we came up with. Let's it's like no, no, go back. <laughs> Some loser in Denver came up with Packless Pam Pandemonium. I think you could pick, think of a better <laughs> breakfast cereal. You know, I think I've, I think I've actually eaten Product Nineteen once upon a time. I don't think it's around anymore. No, no, but... it's not. <laughs> Why at that point show commercials anyway? You know, you're on the verge of some global event, really a global event. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna take we're gonna take a few moments to uh, have a word from our sponsor. Hey, people got to get paid. People got to get paid. <laughs> I what product nineteen? What is the, I know. Is the... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Granted, they were showing other commercials, but that's the one that really stuck out. And <laughs> and, and and like every well, and every single one one of the commercials, I was like, oh, how quaint! <laughs> it was it was a simpler time, of course. Yeah. You know, a lot of things were going on in the world at that point. You got to get your product nineteen to start your day off right, because <laughs> you never know when you're going to go to the moon one day. <laughs> wow, but. As, just as quickly as a brief aside, I love old commercials. They are fantastic. They are absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Timestamps of an era of a bygone age. Oh, I yeah. absolutely love them. If you can never find a commercial on YouTube for Clanky, do it. How do you spell that? C-L-A-N-K-Y. Clanky. Clanky is, I'll just briefly summarize. Clanky is, think of it like the Hershey syrup. 
of of the fifties. Not okay. like the well known, not like of course you think of Hershey right. syrup, you know what it is, but it is essentially a, a chocolate syrup that you mix with milk to make chocolate milk. Okay, so it's like the like the Kroger version, essentially. And that's yeah. that's a really you know tie it to anything that's more like relevant these days. But yes, that's why I picked Hershey syrup because <laughs> it's a known commodity. <laughs> right, right. They didn't pay us to say this. <laughs> no. Right. Like. Wait, Kres- Kresge's syrup? What What are you talking about? <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Start investigating this clinky business. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it was, it, I, I saw that commercial for clinky in, uh, of all things, a psychology class in high school. <laughs> I don't even know mm. why we were talking about this or why my teacher decided, you know, we're just going to pop this into the VHS t- tape player and... Have, have have some fun. No DVDs weren't out yet. It was <laughs> yeah, it wasn't not, quite not, there. Not the, no, no. It was yes. It was the late nineties, but DVDs weren't quite there. Give it another yeah. eight months, and we're yeah, we'd, yeah. We'd be there. It was yeah. It was very early days at that point. Yeah, exactly. I think I think we were still. I, I think we still had laser discs. <laughs> laser discs were still kind of a thing, but kind, kind of. But they're you know the the anti skip CD uh, discman was uh, the the talk of the town <laughs> at that point. Yeah. That and your Tamagotchis, your Gigapets, your... Um... <laughs> I, I, I think I still have my anti-skip CD player somewhere. <laughs> I missed that boat. I never had one. I, I, I never had one. But that's okay. I, 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 I had... I, I, I got I got one that didn't have the anti 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 skip technology, and it might it might as well have been like one one of those old uh, record players that were like a bit you know that were that was actually a piece piece of furniture. The console, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I had one of those, and I used a, not the console, but I had a a a, 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 a discman that didn't have that technology. So I remember walking around campus. That, that, Yep. God damn it! I'm not, you know. And I had to hold it like, yeah. from all four corners. <laughs> yeah, people can see my hand. It's like a claw uh, to keep the uh, the unit level, yeah. so the the laser could read the CD, so it would still play music. And after a while, this oh, hurts. Yeah. Oh yeah, this hurts a lot. And then you switch it, switch to this with with uh, fingers face facing and up, and then it, that hurts. And then you switch hands. You have to do it very carefully because you have to do it like bring the one hand down or one exactly. hand up. Make sure it's like a like a claw sandwich, and then lightly, l- very lightly, yeah. delicately lower the discman onto your hand or clamp it from on top of your hand. <laughs> and then when you do that, either one of those ways, you either hold it away from you so you shake out the cramp in your yeah, hand, exactly. either one, either the top or the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids these days don't understand the oh, struggle. The struggle was very real. <laughs> and then when they came out with that anti-skip technology, I'm like, Mom, I want one. I don't care if it's the only thing I get for my birthday. I'm getting one. <laughs> uh, I, I saw those like, really? Oh, man. Where was that when I needed it? When I was on all those walks to, from my dorm <laughs> to my campus class and back. And then you wonder, just like, God damn, I can't write. <laughs> like, why does my arm hurt? What did I do? <laughs> why do I have cysts on my wrist all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 
Clanky, look it up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, another another thing I've kind of been uh, doing, um, well, my mom has brought brought it up uh, a handful of times over over the years and just for whatever reason didn't quite land. And uh, a few, uh, a little bit after our our previous episode, I decided to uh, look look into uh, Asperger's. And and with the uh, kind of ref- reflecting kind of on my own uh, on my own beha- behavior and ma- and mannerisms and whatnot, and for for those that don't know, Asperger's is uh, high uh, high functioning autism. It is technically not um, not a it is technically not not a uh, uh, an official di- diagnosis because because now it's everything's under autism spectrum disorder. Um, but when you know, for a, a lot of people, when you say Asperger's, they're they're like, oh, okay, that you know, the it's at the other, you know, it's it's on the end op- opposite of Rain Man. You know, it's not. You know, you can still, you can still function, but you're you're having difficulties. So, um, and it, it it explained quite a bit. Like one, um, I found I found a, a series on uh, on YouTube, which is one of the prime places I go to research these things. <laughs> and uh, is, isn't isn't that funny how we've quickly just gone to cute cat and dog videos and boot and short short clips of movies to you know actual edu- educational co- content right there's a whole <laughs> host of things on YouTube that will help you learn about anything but I mean I'm just I'm just saying like what the you know primary content posted on on YouTube I mean like that well, back right. back bef- before it was uh, purchased by Google it was just a bunch of cat videos and you know and all People was just random and- yeah and that, and now there's like a sh- you can find like educational cute Q and A's but anyway um it's it's a video series put on by someone who has uh, Aspergers and uh the there's one well I learned uh, one issue that I have that I didn't know I had. And uh, anytime I'm not looking, I'm not talking to some someone that's a close friend or fa- or family member, um, you know, someone that's kind kind of a uh, kind of an acquaintance or someone I don't know at all. Um, if I look look into their eye for more than two or three seconds, my brain feels like it's being severely tickled. And that's got to be a very odd, peculiar sensation. At 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 the least, I mean, it's not it's not like you know playing playing around with your you know with your aunt or you know or something. Hey, come here! You know, it's not it's not that kind of tickling. <laughs> it it's more like um, I know that there there's like uh, if you go to like one of these like novelty shops, they they. Uh, like sell like like little pens or or something that if you put push the button it set it sends like ten thousand volts or something so I mean it's not enough to hurt I mean it it I mean it it's not it's not gonna really like do any damage but I mean it it's like <laughs> it, just enough to give you a jolt yeah and it it's it it's more it's more it's more like that kind of tickling <laughs> <That just laughs> I mean not not to not to that degree. 
But you know, just, I just wanted to kind of give you image in your mind's eye as far as what what kind of tickling we're talking about. No, thank you. That just does not sound <laughs> yeah. like a tickle. That just sounds completely just painful. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Uh, and uh, so so that and uh, now now granted, like, as I said, this is autism. It's a it's a spectrum. So they're not every trait is present in ev- in everyone on the spectrum, and not and they're they're all present there to to some to varying degrees. So um, it's it's like it's like a three dim- it's like three dimensional webs mixed in with a Rubik's cube, and you know whatever. <laughs> but uh, one uh, one is is. Uh, Difficulty reading uh, non-verbal cues like like body language and tone and tone tone of tone of voice. In fact, uh, a lot of people in on the autism spectrum often talk, you know, pretty pretty monotone, and uh, and and it's as as far as like like emotional pro- processing, just like um, one. Like we're feel like when we're feeling an emotion, we're trying to explain it to someone. It's it's like going to um, like going going to a a, a big feature heavy web, website on a on a or well no, um, that's not added <laughs> to. It's it's like you using a computer that runs Win, Windows XP. You can you can go you know you can work through it, but it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit longer because you know it's a duo core processor at three hundred megahertz you know, kind of thing, and when you're trying to process like emotions that other people are you know or you're trying to process um, like like what emotion the other person is is evoking it's it's like down, download downloading inagata devita so which is like an 18 20 minute song <laughs> it's and through, a great gospel hymn yeah using <laughs> yeah i got you there the Simpsons reference and uh so but anyway it's like downloading inagata devita on a computer running windows xp using a 56k modem Woof. That's that's a, that's a lot of bits, and and but by the time you get you get to you get to the end, the other person's already on to something new. So rela- relationships are are a, a bit of a challenge to say to say the least. Uh, before me, I, before meeting meeting Scarlet, the long the longest uh, relationship I I ever had was was six weeks. And you usually it ended ended up being ghosted, um, in in uh, in retrospect, I I I I, I you know I definitely had some is, issues as for um the, just uh, I I I think at that you know kind of in through through my through my. T- through my teens and twenties, I was ex- exuding the kind of like the the vibe of someone desperate and clingy, and the um and you know I I had no idea, and because I mean the all all the you know the the other gir- girls that I was trying uh, I was 
trying to date because <laughs> I mean, I mean, can can you really call six weeks dating? <laughs> you can at sixteen, I guess. But okay, fair fair point, fair point. But uh, they, you know, they they weren't kind of you know, see, see subtle, you know, subtlety and nuance are, are really difficult for Aspergers to kind of grasp. Um, so like, uh, so sarcasm, usually you, that, that's one of the more difficult things for, for, for us to grasp. So you kind of have, kind of have to speak literally like, and, and nobody like, like nobody I was trying to date through those years would stop and say, Hey, you're giving me this vibe. That of uh, being, you know, being desperate and clingy and, you know, and all, and all this, you know, just, uh, just, you know, to no, nobody said that. They're just like, oh, this person is being desperate and clingy. I'm out of here. I'm not going to talk to this asshole again. And, you know, I'm, le- you know, left in the dust wondering, wait, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and, there, you know, there's like no feedback mechanism. And, you know, fig you know, fig- figure that over over at l- at least you know ten t- uh, ten almost fifteen years, and uh, there on and from you know my research, that's that's not an uncommon story among among people with Aspergers, and uh, where is it going? Um, so so anyway, this uh, the it. Learning learning about about uh, learning about this was de- was definitely a you know a positive and uplifting experience because now now I kind of know the lay of the land. I mean, because for a while I just thought you know okay I'm somewhat broken for one reason or another and you know I just have to you know just have to struggle struggle my way through it. Now you know I kind of know where you know I know where the pieces fit. Hey. <laughs> another so um so i mean there there are def- there are definitely um what what i call asperger superpowers hmm. um one one is hyperfocus that we can be to- you know totally zone- zoned in uh i mean even ob- obsessively zone- zoned in sometimes on certain topics or 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 activities or you know and i mean i've at you know there there were a, a couple times you know one of my uh, when you know i like dur- during the holidays you know my fa- family would break break out like a three 300 piece puzzle and um which isn't you know it, it's not like those 3d puzzles they <laughs> that that they came out with what was in the late 90s early uh. 2000s <laughs> i i didn't i didn't bother trying to trying to oh, play no. with those you but can, you can keep your 3d buckingham palace to yourself just give me the yeah, uh, 50, no kidding just give me the 1500 collage of flowers and i'll be fine <laughs> but but I mean th- I mean three hundred piece you know it's it's I, I'd say that's your moderate difficulty yeah and I just I whip whip through like like I I would just be down, down there you know just whip kind of uh just going just going through it and just like totally losing any tra- any track of time um that that's that's only you know one 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 example uh, uh of that and there. 
And as far as, you know, kind of speaking from like a macro level, not necessarily attached, you know, task level that uh, just it, let's say o- overall topics like what uh, like professional wrestling, which okay. isn't really that professional. But anyway, I'm just I'm being snarky. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Athletes. Yeah, all right. I'm putting I'm putting on my uh, my flame suit here. So uh, go on, go on. <laughs> so any anyway. So I mean, just just uh, I mean, so like in ter- in terms of like bigger picture to- topics. I mean, it can be. I mean, people uh, people with a- as or autism can can be intent. You know, but like find out. Every, like everything that there that there that there is to know about about say pro- professional re- wrestling, sure. and that'll last that last anywhere from ten hours to ten years, depe- depending on what that person's particular saturation lo- level is, and then one then. Once we get once we get to what whatever level that is, and then well that that's it. All right, we're on to the next thing. Which is why a lot, a lot, a lot of them get uh, diagnosed or or misdiagnosed with a ADD, because that because that's also a uh, a a, co- a common trait. Hmm. So um, so so yeah, there's a hy- hyper focus, and we tend to uh, also notice patterns, and 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 also uh, and and also errors, which is why we uh, we often get uh, tagged as being pedantic. <laughs> Pedantic, you? Oh, come on, man! How long have you known me? <laughs> but, so, uh, so there are there are certain. Uh, so you you tend you tend to find um, that uh, as or in and at, people with Aspergers all, all tend to find themselves in engineering fields. For that very reason, because because I mean, with um, depending on the kind of engineering you're doing, whether it's you know mecha- mechanical, c- civil, electric, or what or whatever, de- depend um, there there's there's potentially a small uh, a small margin of error. Um, certainly, when you're building buildings, um, there's a small <laughs> there's a small margin of error. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't write write the blue blueprint um, uh, in inches and and then cut and then cut the girders in in uh, in meters. This is how you wind <laughs> up with a Stonehenge monument that's eleven inches high instead of eleven feet high. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or or you know you don't you get something that doesn't stand stand up at all. Right. <laughs> and can't, can't and can't handle the weight. So you so you that. So again, you you've um, be, because of be, uh, because of that, uh, the th- those fields really re- reward pe- people with with Aspergers because they have they have the skill skills that the that you know those those jobs require. So it, you know it's pr- it's um, I, I I think it's pretty for, fortuitous that I am learning 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 soft, software development, and uh, and. It, so, so now, now the and you know with the social def- deficits that I have now, I'm 
now that I know the the lay the lay of the land, I I can you know look look for sit- situations where my you know my Asperger superpowers are are more weighted or more relevant, and my my so- social deficits aren't are you know are are less are less problematic. So the so I mean the um, you know there there's uh, Kind of in the back of my head, there there definitely was. At, at, I mean, at one point, the thought of you know, oh great, now I have this thing, but the kind of like the over overriding thing is, oh, oh now you know this 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 explains a whole bunch of things that I was str- struggling with. Now now I see the whole the whole picture and and where the good and the good and more cha- challenging spots are. Mm-hmm. So. Knowledge is power, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, that um so uh, I I uh yeah, and speaking of learn uh, uh soft software development, I recently had my uh uh code review for my set for my second uh for for my second project. And you know, I was at I had I asked him if there was anything kind of if he had any like flat yellow or red flags about what I was or wasn't do, doing. Um, and this is one of your uh, your instructors, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the the cohort lead. Okay, and uh, so is essentially the cl- you know class teacher. I guess, I guess if you want to put it to that level, but it, but anyway, um, he, well, he's not a teacher in the traditional sense, <laughs> so. Um, and I, I had asked, you know, if there was any, you know, anything that, you know, was a yellow or red flag, like, okay, we need to do some cor- course correction here. And he's like, well, no, that's mostly, in, I mean, any yellow or red flags would be more along, you know, concept comprehension. Like, if you're, if you're not un- under understanding the reason why we're, do- we're, we, we're doing certain things, that would be a problem. But you know the the uh, so you know now now uh, and so all, at at this point all of my uh, ch- challenges have been more implementation like how like how do I you know I know what I need to do in in this in whatever problem I was facing how do I do this in code <laughs> and that stuff you can Google. like if you know if you know exactly what you're look you know if if you know you know what what task the exact task that you're that you're uh, trying trying to trying to achieve you can google for that and you, know, you go on stats i mean i'm sure there's you know there's like 10 you know 10 ants there's a number of an- answers on stack overflow and you know and one one of them would be highly relevant you can just you're, I I don't I I do not suggest this, but you could just cop, copy and paste, and pff, you're off to the races. But uh, that's like writing code is like fifteen percent of the work. Like most most of the time, you're you know have, you're talking about like design patterns and you know how what what's the overall you know how are you gonna how how are all these pieces gonna fit together and you know de- hey this thing's broken how you know you get and debugging and all all of that is you know it's 
it's the uh, it's, uh, it's it's not language specific or it's um, geez, I just recorded a vlog project. Um, anyway, ambiguous? No, no, that's not it. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, you, you're that's you know that you're gonna have to know how to how to do that regardless of of what you're actually coding. Yeah, whether it's actual uh, commands or algorithms, <laughs> if you will. Oh, jeez, you and your algorithm. Got to get it in there. <laughs> I get. Hey, there, there's a show title. Got to get it in there. <laughs> Can't talk about code without talking about algorithms. <laughs> Well, I don't know about algorithms, but you know algorithms, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with having algorithm. Well, I don't know if Al Gore has rhythm, but his, but uh, the his, the, you know, he he did one. Uh, his the cartoon character was on The Simpsons. It was time for a celebration. <laughs> And actually, that wasn't his rhythm either. <laughs> he was stealing from someone else. No, no, no. They they got they got a license to use it on the show. Yes, it wasn't did. stolen. Yes, they did. <laughs> and he celebrated. And it's uh, interest. I re- I recently uh, watched a uh, what was it? Um, well, it was on uh, Conan O'Brien's uh, YouTube uh, channel. I think it was like jabber, like there was like a jabber jabber or something. And he he uh, had like had uh, like a producer and like two um had. What was it like a producer and like three uh, other writers for the Simpsons? Because he wrote, he wrote for the Simpsons. I think it was like seasons three through six or something before he was offered the the job doing uh, on 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 late night. Right. So it was it was interesting, um, kind of hearing their sto- stories from you know from the early tre- trenches of and. Uh, he do, he talked about uh like at at one point you know there you know they had um it, it was like a regular rhythm yeah <laughs> of uh they they would always order you know food from a certain certain vendor at a certain certain time and the 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 del- delivery guy would always kick in the screen door turn around back 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 in with the with the with the with the box of food in order to get get into the room, and you know they they were on on this one time they were they were late and so you know uh, Conan like went went out to go you know or like bathroom or or some or something and then he grabbed some random box, kicked the screen door in, <laughs> turned around and backed <laughs> in with with the box and he heard like this collective yeah just, oh. <laughs> Never, never screw around with a hungry writer <laughs> or a hungry group of writers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not good. And then, and they talked. They talked about like a couple Swedish guys were uh, doing like a behind the scenes thing. This and this again. This is early, like season three, and they. Uh, you know, so they had set. You know, it's like, all right, we're just gonna set up the camera, and you guys just, just do, just do, do your, do your thing. So they set, 
So they, you know, set set it up, set, and then you get like ten minutes of guys, and they said he got like ten ten minutes of us. Maybe March could say this. Mm. <laughs> or maybe, maybe Bart could, you know, da 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 da. I mean, that's possible. And twenty and twenty minutes the 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 you know the document documentary guys was like, Can you guys like move? <laughs> I can I can imagine that twenty minutes of uh, mostly what would be dead air would not make for a compelling documentary. It certainly didn't make for a compelling podcast. <laughs> well, I guess that means we're t- it's time for no, us to no, go. No, I'm just, I'm just. I, well, I'm just commenting on like the la- last three last three minutes. People have just wasn't listening to dead air. <laughs> I'm not cutting that. <laughs> well, dead air certainly has its own rhythm. <laughs> This is, this is why Scarlett doesn't doesn't record without us very often because <laughs> we we do this <laughs> we just riff off each other. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she tends to be the one to try to try to rain 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 us in because and here we are. <laughs> honest, honestly, this this is just like just our regular <laughs> regular con, con, conver, conversa, conversations have been over the years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although the Al Gore rhythm part's fairly recent, so uh, well, I mean, he, he's well that that was aired on The Simpsons some time ago. Yes, so. it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Probably when Al Gore was actually relevant. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're, you you're not wrong. <laughs> Maybe from a president, right? You know, a political standpoint, sure. Because that was the gag. Yeah. Yeah. And his rhythm. <laughs> and now we're posting on the internet that he that he invented. Well, yeah, somewhere Tim Berners Lee is shaking his fist. <laughs> <laughs> but any, anyway, Riv- riveting, uh, riv- riveting. Yeah. <laughs> With this dead air. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's I gotta run. That's I mean, right. as far as like all the Asperger stuff, that's all I got. Gotcha. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We we did have other things to uh, to share, but I don't know. That's uh. I don't but think... I mean, there there is there. I mean, kind actually, kind of to circle back on that for I mean, there there is a uh, test called the uh, autism or Asperger's quotient test. Okay. It's like it's like fifty questions. And it's not an official diagnosis by any means, but it kind of gives you a gen- general I- idea of like kind of where you know kind of where where you're at in the spectrum. Because ev- I mean, from in my uh, research, there they've been able to uh, point to where these traits uh, actually. Are located in our in our uh, DNA, and it's mm-hmm. all it's up up and down the entire genome. Interesting. So everybody 
Matt has these genes to to some to some degree. It's just it's just a matter of like you know how you know. So, I mean, if you have you know one of the genes that that brings about one of these traits, I mean, you're not gonna you know it's the yeah. So so as I said, it's a it's a long whole spectrum, but. Um, any any number above thir- thirty two is thought to be you know quote you know quote unquote well what what are they uh, well if it's above thir- thirty two that's high enough to consider getting a diagnosis huh. and so I decided to take it and I and I inter- interestingly enough it was the answer to life universe and everything wow forty two yeah. So, um, so I'm, so I've kind of been think, thinking about, about getting an official diagnosis, but at, at this, I mean, think, I mean, I'm grateful that I've been able to hold down jobs cause that, that is a big problem in the autism community because the, um, the, in, the interview process is definitely not, um, it, it definitely requires more from the social deficit side of someone with with autism because you know you're you're you, they take they take points off if you don't look look them in the eye and you and it's difficult to you know when they at, when they ask you a, a question which they tend to be really open ended. They're not necessarily looking for the content of your aunt. You know, they're, they're, they don't ask for what they're asking for directly, <laughs> in my experience. Or at least it's seemed to me that way. I don't know. But uh, it's not, a, it, it, it's not an, ex, an experience that focuses on, on the traits of someone with autism. Because people, I think the like one out of every sixty-eight children have autism, and that's like one point five percent. So obviously, the interview process isn't isn't geared geared to you know such a minority, mm-hmm. and and um, oh, they're and you know um, you. Know, uh, people with autism also get meltdowns. Like very, very visible and very audible melt meltdowns. Like, um, and and it seemingly come come out of nowhere. And that and that's not exactly helpful for maintaining employment. Right. So I, I'm I'm grateful that I, I am def um I've been able to hold hold down jobs for mul- for multiple years. So um, I'm not sure what is institutional uh, benefit there there is for some for uh, for getting a diagnosis at my advanced age. I mean, if I was still in high school or even at u- university, I can definitely see see the benefit because then with this piece of paper, you can ask for certain accommodations to. To make the process a little bit more smoother, but um, they're they're small, and I do mean small uh, pilot programs by a handful of com- companies that are are 
or specifically aim, aiming for people with Asperger's. And I'm sure that they would require a piece of paper like that. But if, um, I mean, if I can obtain employment with that without needing to go through one of those programs, then, uh, I mean, at, at this point, getting a diagnosis would just be getting that piece of paper because now I know, now I know what I have. I know, I know what the playing field looks like and I know, you know, how, how to put myself in my, I, I can, you know, start to position myself to put myself in the, in the, in the best light with no, knowing these parameters. So, you know, that, so yeah, I'm not, not sure if a di diagnosis is in my cards, but you know, but anyway, so yeah, I forgot where I was go going with all that, but anyway, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I. Th <laughs> People have been. Um, did you have have any have any anything else that you wanted to you know bring, bring up? You know, I think we've we've hit a lot of relevant points with uh, talking about science and uh, discovery, self discovery, and otherwise. Um, I th I think in terms of any anything else, uh, I know that we've we've run long. We have run long today. A little, yeah. So, uh, anything else that I I probably would want to talk about, I think can probably I think probably shelve it for something down the road for uh, when all of us are here around the podcast table once more. Okay. Uh, is anything further that I would add? I don't. I don't want to detract from a very, uh, I think, a very solid discussion about the uh, evolution and discovery of man and by man I mean humankind <laughs> thank you <laughs> so uh, whether we reach for the stars literally or we reach the, for the stars in our own self-discovery and we've we've done a fairly good job of talking about all that today so uh I'm pretty pleased. All right. Uh, anything? Anything else uh, that you can think of? Do we? Do we want to go into? I, I, the, uh, I think. I, th I, I think people have heard heard me blab blabble long, long enough. Because <laughs> I think I think I was the one talking for most most of this episode. <laughs> well, the the, mar the marvels of you know engineering. Uh, I'd I'd like to keep it as where it is right now with the marvel and the success and the accomplishment. Not not at Marvel or DC, but no. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to marvel at the disconnect of certain engineering disasters that are going on locally at ah. this time. Even though that would be an awesome segue to talk about certain things that are going on right now, like a bridge. That's that, no, 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 that's a bridge too far. Too far, exactly. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. All right, so I do th uh, do thank you for listening or watching, and we do appreciate any feedback. And please comment using the channels found on hovpodcast.net. And please check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash hovpodcast underscore YouTube. And if you want to stay up to date, please uh, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or TuneIn. 
Okay, so we got us. We got a. Got to name name this thing. So I uh, got uh, stick tap to astrologers, eye to the sky, product nineteen. Got to get it in there. Re- reach for the stars. <laughs> mm. I'm 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 hesitant to use product nineteen because yeah. that that may be copywritten. <laughs> it, it, it's it is a brand name. So yeah, we, but then again, so was Clinky. So <laughs> fair enough. But that uh, anyway. Um, I didn't I, I didn't have a good <laughs> show uh, title involving Clanky. That's all right. <laughs> Nobody knew it was coming up anyway. Yeah. Uh, Maybe as an adjective, but <laughs> that can be a, a descriptive term. Yes, that is true. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm gonna like and reach for the stars. Yeah, I think that's probably fairly a- appropriate given the uh, the subject matter of today's episode. 